0: Hello, this is Kenny Williamson, and welcome back to another episode of McKeel's Deck Chronicles. On today's episode, we are going to be talking with a Margie Alfonso once again, and Margie is going to be telling us all about different dangers and problems with 5G and other types of microwave radiation. So I have her on the line here, and she's going to tell you all about it. So are you there, Margie?
1: Yes, I am, and thank you for having me on your program.
0: No problem. I appreciate you being here.
1: Well, uh, today uh, I'll be talking about radio frequency microwave radiation, the radiation that's emitted from all wireless devices, cell towers, radar. And I will start with a very troubling time in history that continues to repeat itself. I will focus on the deception that has taken place consistently in our government and the military-industrial complex. My ultimate goal is to give you an an overview of the hidden dangers that have been heaped upon us for years. As a result, our quality of life has been diminished, we have experienced unexplained illnesses, deaths have occurred, and we have lost our basic freedom not to be harmed. Instead of our government protecting us, it has harmed us. Instead of technology serving us, it has enslaved us. They have cleverly made instruments of war into devices that have been offered to us for improvements for our lifestyle, like smart meters and 5G. They have cloaked the inevitable harm which allowed them to make trillions of dollars at the expense of our health and freedom. Reputable scientists who knew the dangers of RF microwave radiation had been silenced and could not break through the FCC barriers and cover-up. The FCC, Federal Communications Commission, is a federal agency that controls interstate and international communication through cable, radio, television, satellite, and wire. It was captured years ago by the telecoms allowing the telecoms to make trillions of dollars on devices that were known for years to harm living organisms. In 1972, the US Navy research described in great detail over 120 disastrous effects on the human body, including cancer and death caused by microwave radiation. Having the perfect poison always makes the crime less detectable. For instance, a person cannot hear, see, feel, smell, or taste microwave radiation in the first stages of exposure. And unfortunately, it is cumulative. Sooner or later, you will feel numerous symptoms that will not be correctly diagnosed, as the truth about microwave radiation toxicity has not only been kept from the public, but it has been hidden from medical communities in general. I believe my husband, who was a doctor, he was an MD, He wore his cell phone between his belt buckle and his right hip. He developed cancer on his prostate and right hip bone that spread over his entire body. He passed away in 2010. He was a doctor and did not know the truth about this. This cover-up and concealing the truth was proven in recent federal lawsuits initiated by the Children's Defense Fund and the Environmental Health Trust as the FCC and the FDA were found guilty of concealing scientific research from the public since 1996. As the 2012 BioInitiative conclusion tells us, you are negatively affected at your first exposure. It also tells us that microwave radiation that is over 3.0 microwatts per meter squared leads to cellular death of your mitochondria, your DNA, your sperm, your stem cells, and really causes serious trauma to your voltage-gated calcium channels. This frequency is also known as the aging frequency.
0: I see. Um, well, it sounds like that's a pretty toxic mixture there, the way they've got this thing, you know, this microwave radiation. Has anything like that ever been used that you know of, like a in war, or to actually you know, by a military towards some individual?
1: Uh, Actually, yes, it has. 5G is a marketing term. The real agent is microwave radiation, a hazardous physical agent that is also used as a weapon. That is the actual term for it. So let's start with the Cold War. From 1953 to 1978, for 25 years, the Soviets bombarded the U.S. Embassy in Moscow with RF microwave radiation. The results? Two U.S. ambassadors died from brain cancer, and a third died from cranial hemorrhaging with bleeding from his eyes. Other U.S. personnel, including wives, children, and staff, died of breast cancer and leukemia. It is interesting to note that in 1976, Russia banned microwave ovens, which were originally called radar ranges. Radar is microwave radiation and uh, unfortunately our government knew back then what was happening at the embassy. Henry Kissinger even ordered the windows of the embassy to be covered with aluminum screening but did not inform the embassy staff. We as well have not been informed. Nor did our government ban microwave ovens, which never should have been put on the market. Now they are standard equipment for every house, just like smart meters, both delivering a heavy dose of microwave radiation to invade your home and destroy your health.
0: Good grief. The
1: current, yeah, it's... it's, Standard equipment, you know, and none of us are aware of that, but Russia banned microwave ovens in 1976. So the current 5G weapon that is used by the military for crowd control is called Active Denial System, ADS. It uses pain-producing 5G millimeter waves, and when it is used for crowd control, the beam reaches the skin depth of one sixty fourth of an inch and it makes you feel like your skin is on fire. You definitely back up and run. The military tells us it is non-lethal. It's properly used, but who knows what cumulative damage it can cause. In the 5G stadiums, without the same scrutiny as the military, are they really trained to use the 5G properly? And when attending a, a sporting event or a, a concert at the 5G stadium, are you sitting in a sea of microwave radiation? Do they have radiation stickers on every entrance to warn you and a sign warning those who wear pacemakers that 5G is radiation? That radiation warning sticker should be on all wireless devices like cell phones, utility and water gas meters, uh, baby monitors, etc. So regarding the Havana syndrome, which is another weapon, the scientific investigation said, quote, it was the pulse microwave radiation mechanism that we found to be the most most plausible as an explanation for the subject of cases. Now, again, in 2016, the embassy personnel in Havana, Cuba began to report an unusual perplexing set of symptoms. They heard loud noises accompanied by pain, pressure, vibration, dizziness, vertigo, and severe cognitive difficulties. Then personnel at the US consulate in China started complaining of similar symptoms. This is not fiction. Indeed, as many as 200 people have experienced what has been count- become to known as the Havana syndrome. To read the whole article on Havana Syndrome, go to Environmental Health Trust, and it's titled, Pulse Microwave Radiation, Most Plausible for Havana Syndrome. Then we have, um, in 1996, um, to add to this problem, and it has become a problem that we are now living with since, in 1996, the law gave permission for every resident of the United States to be radiated by similar microwave radiation. The 1996 Telecommunications Act was signed into law by President Clinton, and we have all been radiated ever since, as placement of cell towers to transmit RF microwave radiation took priority over the health of American citizens. The FCC, whose job it was to protect the public interest, had been captured by the telecoms. The telecoms gave large sums of money to congressmen and senators, the media, state and local officials and organizations like the American Cancer Society, who made videos with AT&T. During the last five years, AT&T has donated $1.3 million to the American Cancer Society. If you call asking them if cell phones cause cancer, they lead you to believe that because it is non-ionizing, it has a weak signal. Wireless myth has been perpetrated on the whole world that there is, has to be heating in order to cause harm. This was their key to deceiving everyone for years. However, since 2017, the bio-initiative conclusion, we know from the science that heating does not have to take place to cause biological damage.
0: Mm. So, so, so they were trying to claim that it would only give you damage if you felt heat, so, but, so if you didn't feel any heat or tingling, you're fine. Right,
1: and I actually that, that is displayed in the microwave oven. The microwave, non-thermal microwave, comes through the oven door. The thermal microwave stays inside the microwave oven and cooks your chicken. I see. So that's where we are there. So 5G proponents want to saturate the globe, and even our, our ionosphere... Like the current count is 7,000 satellites are currently in space. Uh, Fortunately, when people read and listen to the true science, some are capable of changing their minds. Like in 2018, Governor Jerry Brown was going to sign a 5G bill into law. He was very favorable in his eyes. However, when he read Dr. Martin Paul's three-page letter telling of the disastrous effects on, of 5G on the human body, stressing the damage to our voltage-gated calcium channels uh, plus the possibility of leading to extinction for the human race caused by damage to our reproductive system if 5G is deployed, Governor Brown vetoed the bill. So that is very impressive, a three-page letter to a governor who is set on passing a 5G bill. So I I would uh, suggest that you go Google uh, Martin Paul's, Dr. Martin Paul's letter to Governor Jerry Brown, and read the letter for yourself. So it's very interesting to note that when Senator Richard Blumenthal, at a recent commerce hearing in Washington, D.C., raised questions at 5G wireless technology potential health risk, he inquired from telecom executives, how much money they spent on scientific research to determine health and safety standards. Their reply was nothing. Of course, they already knew the results of the U.S. Navy 1972 Navy Medical Research Institute study, which details over 120 disastrous effects on the human body, including cancer and death from microwave radiation. No need to look further. And why would they? The government and the telecoms were fully aware of the effects of microwave radiation when Motorola put the first cell phone on the market in 1984. There was no pre-market or post-market health and safety testing again the government was fully aware that they were distributed to the american people a device that had the potential of causing numerous serious and fatal health issues as mentioned above in the u.s navy study so many of the telecoms have been in lawsuits but it has been covered up many uh this is because they have Uh, made a family who is suing them for a brain tumor death or other injuries sign a non-disclosure agreement when they settle in court. So you never hear about the many lawsuits that are going on, but they are numerous. If you look in the Securities and Exchange Commission information, you can find that they have to report that information to the SEC to inform the shareholders. Since they are no longer covered by insurance, they are paying settlements in these lawsuits with their own assets. So when Lloyds of London canceled all insurance for wireless claims in 2015, this should have sounded the alarm bell, but of course it wasn't publicized at all.
0: Mm. Another
1: part of the cover-up. Yeah,
0: so they used to be able to, actually they had an insurance company covering these claims, but... They've been dropped, so they're just kind of secretly settling out of court now.
1: Yes, and the, and the person who wins the lawsuit because they lost a the loved one uh, to a cancer death or other disease has to sign this non disclosure agreement that they will not talk about it or tell anyone. So wow. that's how they've kept it so cloaked. So, something else happened in 2015 as well as the insurance being canceled on all wireless. Not only did uh, the uh, insurance companies cause uh, or cease insuring all wireless, but the fertility rate was cut in two. Uh, studies have shown that cell phones in a man's pants pocket can cause sperm damage, as well as uh, the female ovaries and the eggs can be altered by the proximity of radiation devices. Uh, you can find that in the Bioinitiative conclusions of two- 2012 Bioinitiative initiative conclusion the government and telecoms have kept the dangers of wireless radiation a secret from the public causing infertility birth defects and miscarriages because the public at large has deliberately been kept in the, been kept in the dark and what about the medical community part of a good history and physical by a doctor should be inquiring how much microwave radiation a person is exposed to in their daily routine. This is extremely important, especially for pregnant women who have not been told by their obstetricians to stay away from wireless devices while they are pregnant and protect your child from microwave radiation when it is born. Especially baby monitors, they are also transmitting information through a wireless microwave radiation device. This has all been very well hidden, and they don't want you to think that there is anything wrong with any wireless products because in their eyes, you and your child should be radiated. The manufacturers knew the dangers, but it was more important for them to sell their wireless devices as money as their god.
0: Mm Hmm. Well, like the Bible says, um, the love of money is the root of all evil.
1: Mm-hmm. Ill gotten gain, right? <laughs> so anyway, it's important to point out at this time that George Carlo, this is really important. He is a PhD. He was also an epidemiologist and an attorney. He was the former chairman of wireless technology research for the government in 1996 when the Telecommunications Act was passed. Well, guess what? Now he's a whistleblower. His conscience have caught up with him. And in a recent recorded conversation, he said this, Prior to 1984, wireless technology was only used in the military. And in 1984 was the first move to take wireless technology to the consumer environment. In 1984, Motorola put the first cell phone on the market, Cell phones at that time were excluded from any pre-market testing, so they came into the market without any safety testing at all. So back in 1984, we were sort of caught in a difficult place because some of the claims that were being made about health effects were so severe that had there been uh, pre-market testing, cell phones never would have made it to the marketplace. That's shocking, isn't it?
0: It is. And finally,
1: what happened was through somebody's lobbying effort in the Telecommunications Act of 1996 being finally passed, the Environmental Protection Agency's RF microwave radiation program was defunded. We didn't like what they were saying, so we said, let's get rid of them. That's what happened, unquote. Wow. So, That's George Carlos, who was the head, former chairman of the government technology prior to cell phones being put on the market. Finally, in the year 2000, a $30 million research study titled the National Toxicology Program was initiated to test 2G cell phones for cancer. My degree is in bacteriology and public health. I'm familiar with proper public health principles and procedure, sound public health protocol, calls for the precautionary principle to be utilized when a toxin or pathogen is found in a product. I believe it is criminal that no alarm bell was sounded when they were testing for 2G cell phones for cancer, and even more troubling when in the year 2002, 3G cell phones were put on the market while they were still testing 2G for cancer. In the event it is discovered that a product like lettuce is contaminated with E. coli, the first thing they will do is a moratorium on the sale of the product and heavy coverage by the news media. Prohibit the sale of lettuce until it has an all-clear status, which means you are no longer in harm's way. Were any of those precautionary principles used in the case of 2G and 3G being tested by the National Institute of Health National Toxicology Program? Now, my question is, would you have purchased a 3G cell phone for your child, your wife, or yourself if you had known they were testing 2G for cancer? The sensible answer would be no. However, none of us knew. So many of us did make that purchase. So that's what brings us up to 2010. The National Toxicology Study was still in progress, and it wasn't looking good for 2G and 3G regarding cancer. Even so, the telecoms put 4G on the market. Everyone is filled with joy for their new phone and why wouldn't they be? It does so much more than 3G and they tested it, that it was safe or trusted actually that it was safe. Uh, and actually when you bought one for your family member, who would do that if they actually knew they were being tested for cancer? So anyway, in May of 2011, the International Agency for Research on Cancer, IRAC, evaluated cancer risk from radio frequency RF microwave radiation. They did a human epidemiological study and gave evidence that there's increased risk for brain cancer and acoustic neuroma. Radiofrequency was then classified as a group 2B carcinogen for human cancer. The result of the study was finally published, however, not on TV and newspaper, but only in the scientific community was it published that cell phones cause glioma brain cancer and schwannoma heart cancer, adrenal and thyroid tumors, as well as DNA damage. A class 2B carcinogen, what does that mean? What other agents are class 2B carcinogens? DDT, lead, carbon tetrachloride, chloroform, nickel. And I just added this other one on. This has nothing to do with microwave radiation, but it shows you how the government doesn't protect us. Carrageenan is a class 2B carcinogen. And all ice creams except haagen has carrageenan as one of the ingredients, and it's known to cause colon cancer. So you might want to make a note of that. I just stumbled across it when I was uh, reading the uh, health digest so we must be proactive and do what people in other counties are doing to stop 5g for instance in lewis county tennessee the county commissioner has passed a resolution requesting more research on 5g wireless facilities to determine if the technology is safe for humans before allowing more deployment Go to Lewis County, Tennessee to read their list of resolutions. Your county could possibly use the same ones. Also, the Environmental Health Trust has a list of other counties in America who are being proactive to protect their citizens. In 2017, a famous cancer specialist and epidemiologist, Anthony Miller, MD, made this proclamation. Cell phones and all wireless devices and systems cause and promote cancer and should be reclassified as a group one carcinogen. The last thing they want for us is to be informed. Let us not forget that this whole agenda is connected with their vision of smart cities and agenda 21. They want 5G for the final solution. The disastrous effects of wireless have been deliberately kept from the public, and people tend to relax if they believe nothing bad has happened so far. You will not hear of microwave radiation deaths from the media. The networks don't want to lose their lucrative telecom ads.
0: That's interesting. Do you or are you aware of other cancer deaths maybe that have happened in the past or are happening or you know, that have maybe been covered up? Are you aware of anything else like that?
1: Yes, I have a great document here. Uh, Actually, a quote. In uh, 2013, in Belo Horizonte, Brazil, there were 7,000 cancer deaths from one 4G cell tower. Why are cell towers particularly dangerous? The threat comes from the constant nature of the activity of the towers. They emit pulsed, microwave radiation. This is rapid, stronger pulsing that makes 5G even more deadly. The radiation has been shown in thousands of studies to cause biological damage to the body and to be a precursor to diseases. What are some of the dangers besides cancer which result from this damage and are associated with radiation in cell phone antenna? They are genetic mutations memory disruptions, hindered learning, ADD, insomnia, brain disorders, hormone imbalances, infertility, dementia, heart complications. These dangers clearly mark it imperative to take action. Cell towers are here to stay, but their implantation needs effective regulation in terms of location and radiation levels. It is important to realize that this tower that killed 7,000 people was 500 meters from the residences. That is a third of a mile. In a 10-year study on cell phone antennas or towers by the Municipal Health Department in Belo Horizonte and several universities in Brazil, they found a clearly elevated relative risk of cancer mortality at residential distances of 500 meters or less from cell towers. So shortly after this study was published, the city prosecutors sued several cell phone companies and requested that almost half of the city's towers and antennas be removed. Many towers were dismantled. There is a large and growing body of evidence that human exposure to radio frequency radiation from cell towers causes neuropsychiatric complaints, headaches, concentration difficulties, depression, fatigue, sleep loss, increased incidence of cancer and other diseases, especially infertility.
0: Wow. End that, of quote. That, yes. that, that's unbelievable. I mean it's no, no it's no I, surprise to me that there's something dangerous and the government is is allowing it to continue. Of course, we both know that, in my opinion, the government is out for depopulation, so there's really no surprise. Basically, they're making money while depopulating.
1: Yes. Another tragedy with 4G Tower took place at Wesson Elementary School in Ripon, California. From one Sprint phone tower in the school playground, eight third-graders three teachers, two toddlers in the neighborhood, and a former Wesson student were diagnosed with different forms of cancer. Kidney cancer, brain tumors, malignant tumors, and leukemia were diagnosed within several years of placement of the tower. The moms fought for two years to take the tower down. Finally, 200 parents packed the meeting room of the small school, and the tower was removed. In spite of that... And because it was not publicized, now 5G is being placed in front of schools. You don't need to be uh, a parent to mobilize others as soon a 5G tower could be on your front lawn. I measured the 5G tower in front of a preschool in Tulsa where I live. It measured 58,000 microwatts per meter squared on the playground. 3.4 microwatts per meter squared is cellular death. I'll just say that one more time because it's got to sink in. It measured 58,000 microwatts on the playground and 3.4 microwatts per meter squared is cellular death. There are thousands of cell towers across the country, both 4G and 5G, placed on or nearby school properties, the YMCA, churches, parks, libraries, and all places family gathers, families gather like our homes. I haven't seen one yet in front of a marijuana dispensary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Imagine I just, that.
1: I marvel at that, yes. Um, because the chances are it should be there. There are so many of them. 5G Towers, we're not the only ones opposing this carnage. I am not the only one singling out a motive. The International Firefighters Union, who has been fighting 4G cell towers for years, posted a statement to those who are observant and have seen that cell towers are not being placed directly next to or on top of firehouses and police stations in schools. It would appear that firefighters, police, and children are being targeted for destruction through radiation assault. It's time to fight back. That is the International Firefighters Union, and uh, so you can go and Google my website, Margie Alfonso Home, then click on the three lines at the top and go to my science blog and my science videos. You will find that that particular article and numerous other reliable science documents on 5G towers are there. Also. Um, of interest on my blog is an article regarding three ambulance drivers who committed suicide within several weeks after having 5G telecommunications systems installed in their ambulances. There is a very affordable book I would like to recommend to the audience, and that is Captain Jerry Flynn's book, Hidden Dangers 5G. It is $18 on Amazon and a lifesaver for you and your family. Be sure to read Jerry's bio on the last two pages of the book. He was a captain in the Royal Canadian Navy in the field of electronic warfare, and he said, this is genocide and falls under the Nuremberg Code. His book is great, as no matter what page you turn to, a two- or three-liner will sum up hours of research and just give you the bottom line. The average person is now bombarded with one- Quintrillion, that's 18 zeros, Jerry tells us in the book. That is on page uh, 121, so um, I would ask that you order that book for the safety of you and your family. Jerry also lived in British Columbia, and I never actually had a chance to meet him face-to-face, but we talked on the phone, and we exchanged emails constantly. And one of his comments to me in a personal letter was this, Margie, our grandfathers simply would have picked up their shotgun and ordered the utility or anyone else threatening harm to them or their homes and their families, get off my property, quote, unquote. As the international firefighter said, it is time to fight back. I agree, and I hope that you do too. I look forward to bringing you the next segment on the dangers of smart meters.
0: Yes, that sounds great. That's what we'll do is we're going to do another podcast, and we're going to go over, like you said, you wanted to go over the dangers of smart meters. So we can do that in depth on the second segment to this podcast, podcast number two.
1: That would be great. I'll be looking forward to doing it and uh, sharing that with your audience uh, as we have just shared this information on 5G. And I hope that um, everyone has uh, been able to um, glean information to help protect them and their families.
0: I hope so, too. Well, it was some very good information. I sure appreciate your time. And I'm going to include the, everything you said on the last there about where to get the book and your website. I'm going to include that down at the bottom of the podcast so anybody can obviously just reference that and go straight to your website if that's what they want to do.
1: Great. Well, I look forward to next time. God bless all of you.
0: All right, you too. Thanks for calling in, and we'll talk to you later. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening to another episode of McKill's Deck Chronicles, and stay tuned for another episode. We've got many more on the way. You can contact us at truthseekers2012 at gmail.com Also check out our website at truthseekers2012.org Thanks again for tuning in. This is Kenny Williamson and God bless you.